Um, Anto had a question over there. You still... Not your question, yeah. but the spirits, yeah. Actually, quite deep. Yeah, it's okay. Yep. If you could put the mic up close to you. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. We've been waiting patiently. <laughs> Our question relates to. It's in addition to our previous conversation that we've had. How is it that you are able to be so perceptive of who we are, of what, be so aware of who we are? We've done, without necessarily exploring what you've stated to us, we've gone about exploring all the possibilities that we could discount first prior to exploring the concept of God. So we have gone back and traced as far as we could to Adam and Eve to determine whether we can actually perceive the soul. As such, we cannot still perceive this soul that you're referring to. How can we actually, how do you, how are you able to perceive and understand us in totality? How is it that we can actually undertake this as well? The, the issue that you face um, as a group of spirits is that you're so used to investigating everything intellectually, um, thinking that that is the only way to determine truth. And the reality is that God has created a completely alternative way that's much simpler of investigation of all truth. And in fact... In fact, if you think about it, um, it's only the investigation of truth by your mind prevents certain truths from ever being known to you. So, for, for, so at the moment, what you're trying to do is you're trying to investigate what I'm saying to you via your mind. And as a result of that, you are only ever going to be able to see what happens in the spirit body or in the physical body if you're looking at a person on earth you're not going to be able to perceive the soul because you're yet to develop the, 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 the openness to the soul, which is what I call the soul perceptions. So at the moment, it's a bit like, uh, if you can think of it this way, you've spent much time developing your spirit body. So you've noticed the physical changes in your spirit body over a period of time, have you not? Yes. You've also spent a lot of your time in the spirit world investigating your mind. In other words using your mind to investigate truths and assimilating new information as a result of those truths that you've investigated using your mind. We love truth. Yes. So using your mind, you've had a certain ability to get to a certain point of investigation. But what I'm proposing to you is there's this whole area of investigation in the spirit world where you need to open this thing called your soul and what's called your soul perceptions. Your mind and your spirit body have its own senses, yes? You know that it has the sense of touch, the sense of taste, the sense of smell, all these other senses as well. Yes. And what I'm suggesting to you is that you can develop those senses as much as you like 
but unless you develop the senses that are a part of another form or another part of you, which is your soul, that you can't actually see with your eyes and that you can't actually sense yet, unless you develop these soul perceptions, you will never be able to uh, find out the truths of the soul. So you can, inv- you can investigate things with your mind for the rest of your existence and unless you open your soul and investigate things with your soul, which is actually more to do with emotional investigation of the universe, you will never have the soul perceptions to even see the soul, let alone see what's in the soul. You're quite intrigued by the fact that the last time we spoke we were quite angry with you. Yep. And we became... We noticed that that's an aspect that you were focused on with us. Yep. You can perceive that. At the moment, we don't feel we are angry. Yes. But can you actually perceive that we are still angry? Well, at you're, a soul level. Yes, your opening comment to me, which was a, which is a comment based on l- wanting to let me know that you were impatient, that you were being patient, which actually meant that you had a feeling of impatience waiting for me to engage you meant that there is some anger still within you Um, and you're used to skipping over this by voicing the impatience rather than feeling the impatience so so if you allow yourself for a moment to to reflect back at the beginning of our conversation this this conversation you'll you'll have felt the emotion of impatience can you feel that like inside of yourself a feeling yes. that why aren't we getting a chance to engage? And you're desiring a chance to engage, not getting the chance to engage, and there was a feeling coming up inside of you in that moment, right? Correct. Now, that, that feeling was a feeling based on anger. So it's a feeling of impatience, which underneath impatience is frustration and annoyance. And if you allow yourself to go into that feeling, it's a, it's a feeling, not a thought. It's, it's not something you were thinking, but rather a feeling that you had inside of yourself. And if you noticed yourselves in your spirit form, you would have noticed that the feeling began in a place in your body, right? And, if you were, and you're so used to suppressing these things so that that doesn't affect your body. But what I'm suggesting to you, if you allow the feeling to build, you'll feel, wow, I'm really impatient. And the reason why you're really impatient was because you've spent a lot of your life investigating truths, what you feel would be truths, only to find that they were false. Can you feel that emotion that you have? Like investigating lines of investigation in the spirit world only to find out that it ended with a dead end, that there was nothing in the end of that investigation and then you had to go back to a beginning point again and go down a different form of investigation. And my suggestion to you is that there is a lot of frustration in you about that. The feelings of, why aren't we finding out the truth? We're using our mind to the best of our ability, but we're still not finding out or understanding the truth. We're still not understanding the soul thing. You know, he's talking about the soul, but, but, I, but we're not seeing it, and we can't see it, and we're not understanding what the soul is. And surely we should be able to find an intellectual proof that the soul exists. That's the feeling you have, right? Yes, that's correct. And I'm suggesting to you that there is no intellectual proof that the soul exists because you need to open your soul perceptions to see that the soul exists. It's a bit like if I, if I look at a view, now I'm a, I, if I'm at the top of a mountain and I look at a view and the whole view is covered with clouds, I cannot see the detail of the view at all. 
So there could be wonderful things underneath those clouds, beauties that I've never encountered before, but the fact is all I'm going to see is the cloud. I need some other way of seeing through the clouds or the clouds have to disappear. One of the two has to happen before I will see the rest of it. And what I'm suggesting to you is the way to open up the clouds of this whole point of truth is to actually start feeling rather than thinking. So the truth that we currently desire is that that we are beginning ourselves to desire feeling. Yeah. So when you start desiring your feelings and you start desiring noticing your own feelings and you start desiring a feeling connection with God, that's the, that's the most important thing, a feeling connection with God, not just an intellectual analysis of God, but rather a, a relationship that's based on feelings with God, what will happen is you'll start feeling emotions flowing from God and from that moment you will know that the conception of God, you'll feel the emotions feel, filling your soul and as a result, you will also automatically, firstly, understand that you must be a soul, but secondly, you will understand that God must be an entity with whom you can connect to. If you don't have the feelings, you will never have that flow of feelings from God, and therefore you will never understand it. You can intellectualize God as much as you like, but never understand. So my suggestion to you is to start allowing yourself to desire a feeling connection with God and a feeling connection with yourself. Instead of intellectualizing everything you do, feel what you really feel. So I could feel the emotion from you at the beginning of, we've been patiently waiting, which was actually an emotion underneath that of, actually we feel a degree of impatience that we've had to wait so long. I could feel that emotion from you, but you yourself were denying that emotion, so therefore not allowing yourself to feel the truth of it. Does that make sense? Yes. Mary wants to... Yeah, I'm not sure if it's their question, but how? So, is this how you f- feel them? So how, how I do feel, you feel them? How That's I feel them I mean. and their emotions is that I can f- I feel my own emotions. Firstly, I feel I try uh, I, I'm constantly focused on feeling what I feel. So I don't I don't try to blame anybody externally for my feelings, and I try, don't try to deny my feelings with my mind. So I feel what I feel, and as a result, my feelings pass through me. And because my feelings pass through me, any feelings that are coming at me from my environment, including from yourselves, I can also then feel if I engage you. So what is it that we are exactly emitting that you are able to perceive from us? Well, at the moment, the strongest feeling coming from you is a desire for your mind to be dominant rather than to have you see the feeling is emotions are weak that's the feeling you have and that's one of the most dominant feelings coming from you we do not see that in our spirit body as something being emitted to towards you no because it's coming from your soul it's a it's a feeling that i can feel from your soul that emotions are weak so all your perception is through our souls yeah, so so I, if I can feel your real condition rather than the condition you want to have me feel. So you've spent much of your life developing in a way so that other people feel only what you want them to feel from you. Whereas once you develop your soul perceptions, you'll realise that actually you can't stop people who have developed their soul perceptions from actually feeling what you really feel. So what I'm feeling from you is what you really feel. 
And that's why I can engage you and tell you what you really feel rather than what you say to me that you feel. I'm actually starting to feel disappointed. What, what about? The illusion that we have created for ourselves. Yes. The, when we create the illusion of our life, we, we can't be real. And when we can't be real then, of course, we have to use our intellect to investigate everything. We're not investigating anything via our soul from that point. And we falsify who we really are to everyone. We become very... uh, Many of your friends have become like this. They're all very similar to each other. They all feel almost the same. We feel we are one. Yeah, that's right. You almost feel like you're identical. The reality is, once you allow yourself to feel your individual soul you will realise actually you're very, very different personalities and you've got very, very different passions to each other and very different desires to each other, all that can be harmonious with love and all very expressive. So it's a bit like uh, comparing, I suppose, a person from England with a person from Greece. A person from England uh, generally is a lot more stoic, under control, they're very intellectually based, They, they don't let their emotions show very much Sometimes it's anger when they're in a footy, footy, when they're going to the footy. But aside from that, don't let their emotions show very much. A person in Greece will often go ah, da, da, and, and show their emotions, not not all of their real emotions, but some of their facade. But but the difference between the two is one is one is under strict intellectual control, the other one is has less intellectual control. What I'm suggesting to you is we we need to go even further than that and be under no intellectual control and actually be fully in our emotional feelings but logically still see the feelings for what they are. So in other words, we still need logic to analyse the feelings. We need to see that they are either loving or unloving. We need to feel those things. And if they're unloving, we, we don't need to dump them on other people but we still need to feel them. We still need to know what they are, what we're feeling. So I suggest to you the best way to, to actually learn the truth of the universe is to connect to this place which is your real soul feelings. Now, some of those soul feelings will be sad and the key is you're going to need to cry and there is a large judgment inside of you about crying or, or a large judgment in you about all emotion and that causes you to almost be the same kind of personality as everyone around you. We've spent all our time working on our emotional body. Yes, but the way you've worked on your emotional body is by smoothing it out. By that's, that's by, by create by energetically manipulating it. Correct. Not understanding that your emotional body actually is driven by your soul and if you actually let your soul drive your emotional body, you, you'll find that all of the things you've tried to smooth out of your emotional body are still actually present. They, they will come up again automatically because they're not in your body, they're in your soul. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It's like the soul is the source of all of your emotions. You're trying to smooth out, and this is what you do with many people when you're helping them on earth, you know, with terms of spiritual healing. You're trying to help them smooth out their spiritual body 
and you and their emotional body to try to make them calmer and more peaceful and more relaxed and all of these other types of feelings and and but the reality is their soul is still there generating all of those feelings because their soul has never released them and you have seen the results of this in that you smooth out a person's emotional body a week later they're back to the same turmoil because the reality is the emotion is in their soul not in their body what will it mean for us to integrate the soul with our spirit bodies? Well, it will mean a total change in your life. Firstly, firstly, you will progress far beyond where you've progressed up to this point. But secondly, when I say progress, you, you'll be able to make the ch- ch- change into new dimensional existences in the spirit world without, without limitation. You'll grow continuously. Secondly, you'll be far happier... Because at the moment your happiness is very intellectually dominated, not, not feeling-based. So you'll actually feel emotions of happy, happy, happiness. You'll attract your soulmates into your life. So you'll have a new relationship which will be very different to your current relationships. And fourthly, and more, most importantly, you'll have a relationship with God and actually be able to feel and sense God and therefore, any, and therefore absorb any truth from God. So all this desire for truth that you have will be satisfied as well. We are pondering upon a lot of no worries. Well, things. perhaps we'll just leave some time for you to do that, and I'm happy to talk with you again when thank, the thank you situation for your time. arises. Thank you. All right, thanks. Um, can we go across the die? Di- um, can I just clarify? Were these the six fear spirits? No, no, they weren't. Okay, how? Um, why don't their spirit bodies reflect their soul-based injuries? How are they able to um, smooth them out so that they actually can't see them? They do it by what you would call practice. Um, they, you know how uh, yoga, for example, practices a certain thing, meditation every single day? Well, these spirits have learnt to practice meditation or a, pr- a form of meditation every single day and they've got so used to practicing it that now it's almost a it's more it's a it's a lot of minute by minute thing that they do with their body, smoothing it out, making it better. So they've learnt to intellectually be loving without the emotion being involved. They've learnt to intellectually be moral without the morality changing. And they've, so they've, they've, they're developing in what you would call natural love, in the sense that they be they're more loving than they ever have been before. But but it's a practice they have to daily do just like yeah. uh, what would you call it um well you can liken it to like many practices that we use to alleviate issues in our physical body you know if i have a if i have severe neck pain and problems now the cause of that is something in my soul which affects my spirit body and then affects my physical body now i can go to the chiropractor and have a massage every week and loosen it all out and then it's like gone but it's actually still living in my soul so it's a similar thing that they're doing with their spirit body they're constantly sorry uh constantly working on it to make it better and and they don't have the desire to 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 know what's really there. Well, it's yeah. through the real cause. They they actually believe that this is this is the path to enlightenment. This is what you must do if you really want to be enlightened. Does that make sense? They they have this strong belief 
that that there is no soul. You know, they don't believe there is this external thing. You know, when, when I say external, this this other part of themselves that they've not yet connected to, creating all of these irregularities in their bodies. So what they've done is they've learnt through practice to heal their body through these practices. And they continue to do this now on an hour, day, minute, what you would call a minute-by-minute basis. And they, they never allow themselves to get upset. right? Even though there was a smidge of upset at the beginning, don't allow themselves to even see they're upset. Does that make sense? And this is a way of smoothing everything out at the emotional body level without actually acknowledging that the soul emotion still exists. And, and this is a practice that they have to engage constantly for the rest of their life. So many six-sphere spirits, for example, are in this permanent practice, permanent, what you would call permanent spiritual, which I would call natural love spiritual practices. They're in this permanent process of spiritual practice in order to maintain a degree of peace and calm and tranquility. But as soon as they stop the practice... Their body starts changing back to how it was again. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if this is true or not. I feel like I'm picking up these same spirits. Right. Um, and the feeling I'm getting is a lot of consternation amongst them, almost like they feel like their facade has been exposed yes. and that, that is something that has not actually happened yes. to them like this before? It's very difficult for them for a number of reasons. You see, they've used, they're firstly used to this practice. Now, if you imagine yourself, you imagine you had done meditative practices for 60 years, let's say, and then somebody comes along and tells you, actually, you've still got this emotion in you of anger. And you go, what? Like, and, and then all of a sudden you feel the anger rise in that moment, right? Uh, uh, and and you see straight away you're going to have consternation you're going to feel quite upset because you recognise in that moment yes I do have that (laughs) anger but but I thought I didn't have it and I've been in this practice for 60 years that's tried to keep it away from me and I'm addicted to this practice this practice is the way that I've managed to maintain but it's the way that I've become loving in quotations in the sense of this is the way that I felt this was the way that we grow this is the way or path to enlightenment now, for every spirit who that, who that, with whom that's confronted, it's very, very difficult because they go through a lot of disappointment that they've chosen a long life of doing these practices. Secondly, all I've got to do is say one word to them and all of a sudden their emotional body gets back into turmoil and they feel like, what's he doing to my emotional body? You know, I had my emotional body all sorted. I've got it all nice and calm. I've got it all... And then this guy comes along, says one thing to me, and I'm back to how I was years ago. Even though, and I've got to do my practice for days and days on end to get myself back into this place again, you know. And so there's a lot of, uh, you know, it's a, there's a lot of turmoil involved in this process of giving up this intellectual ideas of what progress is, and actually now coming face to face with the real emotion that still exists within the soul that I've been using practices to, to shut down and deny. Yeah, Yeah, and it feels too that there are other spirits who have been watching that and then seeing this exposure mm. and uh, they have been, um, uh, like, I guess, manipulating or tricking people into thinking that they are more evolved That's correct. than they are yeah. um, and there's this sense of shame now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, the problem for many of these spirits is that they have been the spirits 
guiding a lot of these movements on earth you know the new age type of movements that talk about you know do your spiritual body work and make your calm do your meditation every single day you know all of these practices which are practices they practice still in the spirit world um, are, are not ever going to have a permanent result to the soul because the soul to have a permanent result must release its emotion that is stored in its in the soul and and the problem is is that for many of these people they 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 can still see their physical body their you know their spirit body being changed whenever we talk to them about this emotion that they have and then they feel like they want to they have this panic of let's get back to the practice because the practice made me nice and calm. The practice made me made me feel like I'm perfect. The practice made me feel like I'm good, you know, that I'm okay. And and this process of giving up the practice and just letting the raw emotion come to awareness is very, very difficult. If you've been in this process, many of them have been in that process for thousands of years. They've done this practice for thousands of years. Like, you know, many of them were gurus thousands of years ago in India doing this practice, for example. And they've done this practice over and over. It's become a part of their very nature. And now just one talk with a person talking about emotions, there was all this upset. And then on top of that, there's this terrible uh, feeling of, of panic that arises. But if I give up this practice, what will I have? They, they don't even know what they will have if they give up the practice. And so the addiction to the practice causes them to continue to get kicked back to the intellect and want to ask more questions before they engage the soul. And, and the longer they live that, pro, that process, you know, engaging the soul and letting the soul's emotions arise, the, the, longer it, the, 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 the more they feel like they don't want to do it, like, you know, because they, they want to revert back to their intellect to control the, their feelings of um, confusion and panic about the soul's emotions being present. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Does that make sense to them as well? Like the yeah. confusion yeah. and the emotional confusion and panic they feel is a normal process of giving up the intellectual dominance and allowing the true emotion from the soul to surface. Yeah. They're feeling more, it feels too now, the, um, the loss of the emotional, I guess, adulation in a way from yes. other spirits as well. Yes. Um, and the, the problem with the spirits who smooth out their body and they've learnt to do it as a practice, they, they eventually will get to the sixth sphere in terms of their condition and they'll, they'll look very, very developed, but there's actually still a sea of emotion present within them that needs to be released. But, but because they're now in this practice of smoothing out how everything looks and they've become addicted to that to a degree, what happens is that when another person goes up to them, they go, oh, you look wonderful. What got you there? And, and they say, oh, this spiritual practice is what got me there. This process that I've been through, you know, I've developed this process and this process that I'm now in and this is what's got me there. And you can do the same thing and they tell them, you know, all the things. But the reality is the process only changed the facade. And we, we do this on earth all the time when you think about it too, you know. You know, the whole point with makeup with women is all about changing the facade, isn't it? So that the facade looks better 
than than the reality. That's the whole process. And we're we're so used to doing this in all forms of life on Earth. You know, where we change the facade. You know, the car we drive. We, there was a when we got on the ferry today. There was this person who drove out in his Mercedes convertible, and he was just addicted to the image. You know, we become addicted to the image of what we create uh, in order to avoid the real thing. And this is one of their judgments of me. They still see that I have different problems in my spiritual body, which they wouldn't have because of their practices, not understanding that actually I understand where they're coming from, my soul. And I'm trying to focus on getting at the emotions in my soul so that that problem is permanently changed. And so even when I'm speaking to them, they go, "But, but your body's got this problem and your body's got that problem. So how can this all be true, you know? Not understanding that actually if I change the soul emotion, my body won't have, won't, won't have the problem and I won't have to practice ever again. I won't have to practice and do things every day to maintain this outward image of perfection. I, I need to change the soul and when I change the soul... The, the soul will be perfect and, that, and because the soul is perfect now my body will be perfect and my spirit body will be perfect and I'm humble enough to admit I've got these problems in my body whereas they have a difficulty to admit oh, the, because what they do my suggestion to them is stop the practice for a month of earth time for one month of earth time stop the practice and see what happens to the emotional body and if the emotional body goes reverts back to how it's been in the past you know for certain you have not changed the soul and just allow yourself to see it. Allow yourself to see the effects. And then if you allow yourself to see the effects, there's a high chance that you'll deal with the emotion. Really deal with it at the soul level, not by changing the practice. I feel that they um, are wanting to just to go and consider what you've said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they can do that, Yeah. yeah. Nicole? Um, That's a personal question. I'm trying to figure out um, spirit influence and how I, like, what it is to me, because until now I've been quite oblivious to this. Mm -hmm. So while Anto was um, um, channeling, Mm -hmm. I experienced quite a few things. Mm -hmm. First of all, I was about to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Like, I really had trouble to keep myself awake. Mm Many of you had that, so... Yeah. Then... Um, <laughs> um, then I observed this, and I thought, oh, okay, maybe there are spirits around me that don't like this discussion. Mm-hmm. They don't like what they're hearing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was becoming aware of that, and then this, I formed the decision that I wanted to ask you about this. Mm-hmm. Like... And um, the moment I had formed this decision, I started feeling anxiety. Mm. Like, oh. Scared. Scared, yes. Mm. Yeah. And then, when I, once I observed this, I remembered that with a few other questions, not all of them, that I wanted to ask you in previous meetings, I had the same feeling. I wanted to ask you, I had the question in my mind I wanted to ask you, and while I was waiting, like lifting my hand and waiting, I felt the same fear. Mm-hmm. So observing this now, this time, I thought, okay, is that maybe again their influence, mm-hmm. not liking me to ask a question to learn more truths and eventually maybe not be suitable for them anymore? Yeah, there are a number of fears they have that they project at us generally when truth is said. 
So firstly, they don't generally want us to hear the truth at all. So the way they they influence that is by causing your body's uh, systems to shut down so you go to sleep. So I've seen people actually in our audiences ask a question and then while I'm giving them an answer, they go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, you know, they're out of it almost. There was one fellow who was very, very spirit-influenced and uh, and he was quite overtly, you know. He didn't uh, really ask a question. Did he was he? really wanting he, to tell he me. He raised things. a severe objection yeah. with something that AJ was saying, and um, AJ politely pointed out to him that people had come to hear him give a talk, um, and not this guy. And yeah. so you know, it's okay if he has a different opinion, <laughs> but perhaps he should give the talk he's going to give. Yeah. And by the time he got to the end of that, the guy was well, asleep. asleep. <laughs> <laughs> now, now the guy was heavily spirit influenced, so, and he didn't want to hear any even yeah. that. Um, yeah. So, and the spirits with him certainly didn't want to hear that. Yeah. So, so they turned him off straight away, and and as a result, he just went out to it yeah. straight away. Um, now, that's the first point of uh, basically the first point of interference with truth is the spirits are trying to help us not hear it at all. Uh, many of many people were sort of influenced to go out of body at that point. You know, like oh, oh, what were you saying again? <laughs> you know, like oh, you know, I was somewhere else. Yeah. You know, not 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 in the engagement. So that's number one. And then then when that doesn't work, which uh, if a person's quite determined, then that won't work. Yeah. So then the second form of attack is is generated, which is. The spirits then feel quite afraid because they're afraid that you'll disconnect from them, that you'll no yeah. longer have the relationship. They recognise that the relationship is codependent addiction. Many of them know that, that that's the case. They're there because of addictions. And then they feel very frightened because they've had a long life with many of us. You know, Sometimes they've had all of their life with us and they don't know where else they're going to go if they, if they have a disconnection between us. So, so they have a degree of fear. Now, you can help alleviate that fear by reassuring them that you would love to have them stay with you, but not in a codependent addiction. Mm-hmm. In other words, you'd love to have them, you know, you'd love to talk to them and work through the different issues. If they wish to stay and talk more about other issues, then that's fine. But you don't want it to be a codependent addiction anymore. You don't want it to be helping each of you avoid your stuff anymore. And that can alleviate some of that fear. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately for many of them, many of them are in strong demand. In other words, they're like a very oppressive mother or father who are totally hooked into you and want you to do only what they want because that's when they feel great. Mm-hmm. Now, when that is happening and then they feel that there's a potential, there is a potential of them losing that, they then now want to make you feel afraid. So what they do is they project lots of anger and rage at you right, for engaging this process now. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to connect to your fear so that so that they have manipulation over you in that place. Does that make sense? Now the key is to breathe, Nicole. To stay breathing, that's it. And just feel it. That's it. And just allow yourself to feel it. Don't go out of your body. You stay with you. You stay with you. And just stay with you because you're, you're, you're attempting to go out of your body. So just come back to your body and breathe. Stay with you. Stay with you. That's it. Just stay with you. Now, all you're doing now is processing for fear, and all you need to do is stay with you. 
You just need to stay inside, stay with your body. Don't go out of your body. When you go out of your body, you'll get fearful spirits come in and influence you. You need to stay breathing, stay with you. That's it. And if somebody might want to take the microphone from us so she doesn't have to worry about that, just stay with you and breathe. Right? And just let yourself feel the fear pass through your body. That's fine. But don't go out of your body. Because if you go out of your body, that's when spirits who are fearful come into your body and they start taking over the process. So this is usually the third way that they then influence. They they cause you to get so afraid that you want to go out of your own body and get out of your own life. And we don't want to do that. We want to stay in our body, stay in our life. That's what we want to do. And stay in control of our body and our life just by staying present with it. Now, this is a cycle that many spirits use to, to keep you away from your emotions, right? And for yourself, Nicole, do you feel they are women or men? If, you, if you're up to having the microphone, if not, I can say what you said. Do you feel they are women or men? I don't know, but I would, like, the first thing that comes might be women. Yeah. They are, they are women. Yeah. You, what's happened is that uh, you've sur- a group of women have surrounded you and they only protect you when you do what they want you to do. And they're very, very afraid of breaking this connection with you for a lot of reasons. They get a lot of their addictions met with you and they, they are, you know, they are able, able to uh, influence you many times in your day-to-day life. And the only way they maintain this through you is you, because of your fear of them. So, so whenever you want to confront them, they will try to make you feel this feeling you feel now. And you become so frightened that you can't confront them anymore and you just go back to doing exactly what they want. Does that make sense? That's what they do. And all it is is a, the, the key is we need to still love them because they are very afraid. They're using anger as a tool to cover their fear. Does that make sense? They're using this anger and rage, they're protecting you to make you feel afraid so that they can cover over the fact that they're actually quite afraid too. They don't know where they're going to live in the spirit world if they leave you. They don't know what location in the spirit world they'll go to. They don't know how dark it will be. They, they, they've, they've been earthbound ever since they've left the earth. Does that make sense? Um, they have been using uh, sexual expression to control men around you and, and to manipulate men around you. Does that make sense? So that they've been using a lot of techniques with you in order to continue living their life through you, basically. Um, and they're very afraid of where they're going to go in the spirit world. They don't know what kind of environment they'll be in. They don't know where they'll be. They don't even know much about the spirit world at all. They, they know they've passed some of them, but they don't know much more than that. So the key is you can help them quite a lot through this process of change as long as you're willing to stay in your body and feel this fear that you have when they project all this rage. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you want to use the mic now? So, so you know the fear that was coming up there and you're letting yourself connect to it? That's, that's the fear you feel when they get angry with you. That's how afraid of them you are. Does that make sense? And the key for you is to stay in your body and breathe. Don't go away. In the past, what you would do is just go away 
and then you're not either processing or, or there's fearful spirits processing with you. And that doesn't help you at all. The key is to stay with you. Yeah. Feel this fear you have. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I want to sh- I want to say two things. Yep. <clears throat> I just wanted to share that the first thing after them, like while I was observing myself while during the channeling, I shared that the first thing I was falling asleep. Secondly, I felt this anxiety while I'd taken the decision to ask the question about this. That's good. And then um, I observed how I got distracted with thoughts and how I nearly forgot the question. So I was aware of all these things happening. Yes. Yeah, I just wanted to... And then the fear came up. And then the Once fear. Once we started talking. Yeah. yeah. And, there and it's almost <laughs> like when you get that... Can you see that the desire to even not ask the question then is really started because of the fear that you felt? Yeah. Yeah. Now, the thing is... <clears throat> me expressing... Uh, feeling this fear now. I have a strong... My whole body is vibrating. Yeah. And I can feel this pull here. And while I was now feeling the fear heavily and you said stay in your body, like I was not shaking, but my whole body like here. Sort of here, tingly. Everything tingly like was vibrating heavily. Yeah. Like my arms, my belly, my back, like, like yeah. my whole body yeah. was heavily vibrating. Yeah. And uh, now my whole face, it's still vibrating and can feel like how it's like tensing my skin. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is something I wanted to ask, and actually also Nina has the question, and we were talking about this. Yeah. Um, I've had that a few times before, and I thought it might be p- processing fear, and I always make sure I was staying, like, breathing. Yeah. And actually, at one experience, and actually I called you, Mary, I remember that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was just wanting to connect to fear, and I was just sitting down, drinking a lot of water, and breathing into my belly. And then this vibrating started. It was the first time for me. I observed what ha- was happening. What it was increasing and increasing, and it was, got really strong after a while. But then I could feel how my body would like start freezing. Like yeah. this was like I couldn't move like my mouth anymore. I couldn't. My hands started like contracting. Exactly. Yeah. And then I wa- and I was I got so afraid once I noticed that I'm like actually freezing. Yeah. And I got up and I. I was walking around. I was not knowing what was, what was happening. I was just remembering from the DVD that I had seen, like, say, just keep Stay breathing. breathing. And I was so afraid. My first thought was, okay, I'm going to call Christina. Now. But I couldn't have even done it. I wasn't, wouldn't have been able to, move, to mo- move my hand or even speak. Hmm. So I was just r- running around and, like, half screaming, half breathing all the time heavily. Yeah. And at some stage, I just go to the floor. And I'm just lying there like this. And I couldn't m- move. And... Just always remember reminding myself to breathe, just to stay there. But I didn't know what was happening. I had a feeling I might be dying now, and I thought like um, I didn't know if it was a spirit now overcloaking me, doing this to me. And I just wanted to. Uh, and Minina had a same, nearly the, or quite the same, um, ev- like event occurring. Yeah, when fear so comes out of your body, you will go through these particular experiences. Yeah. And the key is to still stay breathing, and j- yeah. but relax into the experience yeah. rather than fighting it. Yeah. The, the majority of people, when they get to this point, they start fighting the experience. Yeah. Right? So you start trying to run away from the experience. Mm. The key is to stay diaphragmatically breathing. Yeah. Don't fight the experience. Relax okay. into the experience. Pray, but relax yeah. into the experience. Yeah. Yep. Surrender to the experience and yeah. just let d- it happen. If you let it you know, for God, yeah. Yeah. like this, um, the feeling of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, spirits, maybe Christina, you know, it's all, um, 
that's all like just need to surrender to the fact that yeah. okay I'm going to allow this experience yeah. and just pray during it yeah. that's your best that's, uh, yeah, I had yeah. passed the stage of Christina. Yeah. I was on the floor and I yeah. was just yeah. really yeah. talking to God. I didn't even know if I was praying. I was yeah. just trying. I didn't yeah. know what was happening really. Matter, yeah, and I was yeah. breathing yeah. and praying. Yeah. And uh, yeah. The key though, yeah. if I can add more, yeah. the, key, the key is in that space to allow it to continue to the end. Yeah. If you allow to it to continue to the end, what will happen is a feeling of peace will come over you mm-hmm. and tranquility. And and it will be so relaxing, you'll probably sleep for quite some time afterwards. Okay. So, so this feeling of peace and tranquility will sort of just flow over you after the release of any fear. And sometimes with some people, they have more fear, so you need to do it more than once, right? Mm. Um, I've, I had three or four months of the every single day, twice a day like this. Yeah. And, where, and then the peace and tranquility would just come over the top of you. And you'll just have to sleep. You'll have to go to sleep. You'll, okay. you'll sleep. doesn't matter what time of the day, whether yeah. you just had to sleep or not, you'll definitely <laughs> probably sleep. Yeah. Just allow the sleep to occur if mm-hmm. you can. And, and when you wake up, you'll feel quite different in your body. Okay. And when you look in the mirror, you'll find uh, that a lot of the tension in your fi- face will have also disappeared. Mm-hmm. The, the beauty of fear, release of fear is that a lot of tension that causes our faces to yeah. wrinkle up and feel despair, all sort of washes out of us. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And if you allow the process to continue mm-hmm. to that point, once you've done that once, you'll remember it the next time, <laughs> and any next time it occurs, you'll yeah. allow the process a lot more okay. smoothly. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. The key, though, is to stay in the body, not mm-hmm. go out of it, and the key also is to not continue to respond to the rage of these spirits, you know, the rage of these spirits yeah. being projected at you. And you can always engage them. You can always talk to them mm-hmm. afterwards you know, and talk to them about why yeah. they get angry with you, why do they want to control y- your fear with their rage and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. You can see that it is a law of attraction event with women, so yeah. therefore it has to do with mum, even though <laughs> mum might not feel that's the case. So it has to have some emotions regarding mum and your fear of mum yeah. for there to be some fear of these women's spirits. So that there's an attraction there as well. The key is to allow yourself to work your way through that emotionally as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, the only thing is I'm not so sure if I will be able to notice if it's like their rage be- being projected at me and this causing my fear. But in the end, it doesn't really matter, as right? As long as you just surrender. As long as you surrender to yeah. your fear without trying to control it, yeah. but don't go out of your body. Yeah. The problem is most people go out of their body yeah. when they're feeling the fear. And that from that moment on, it's pointless. Yeah. You might as well have not bothered and might as well go out you know, yeah. <laughs> and do something else. Yeah. Because... Because, because from that moment on, you're not feeling your own emotions anymore. You're just feeling the emotions of spirits. Yeah. And, and, and w- there are many spirits who are afraid, who are definitely happy to take over our body and make <laughs> us feel afraid, but, yeah. but it doesn't help us at all. Yeah. Okay, so this tingling sensation is an expression, a physical expression of, of fear rising. Uh, not only fear rising, but your body, when, see, fear is stored, when fear is stored in your soul, it affects your physical body in such a way that you, all of the physiological functions of your physical body mm-hmm. are very, very difficult to operate. They all have to overcome the fear in order to operate. Mm-hmm. Now, when you start releasing fear, all of a sudden there's a rush in all of the physical okay. sensations in your body. Yeah. This is why you often will get tingling sensations all yeah. over your whole body when you're dealing with fear because all of a sudden all of your body is relaxing 
from one process. And yeah. a lot of people get very freaked out about the sensation, the physical right. sensation. But it's actually a very lovely sensation. After a while, you'll get used to it and you'll find it to be a very lovely sensation when you have these tingling sensations all over your body, realising that everything in your body now, pathways are now opening in your body yeah, okay. in order to repair itself. So this from is what this is happening that moment. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. So it repairs itself from the damage of fear. Yeah. Fear has oh, a huge okay. damage to your physical body. I mm. yeah. yeah, I want to share something now. I remember this. I've done this a few times, sitting there and breathing. Um, <clears throat> and I could feel this tingling rising. And it would wander in certain directions. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it would, for, for example, go, go down my leg. Mm -hmm. And I would have, like, I've got this, this bone there that many w people have. And that hurts sometimes. There yeah. was a period of time it was hurting a lot. Yeah. And it would just go in there. And then it was like, it would, I observed it, it was interesting. And I just let it happen, of course, and I just continued breathing. Mm -hmm. And um, then, after a while, there, was, there were emotions coming up about my grandmother, actually. Oh. <laughs> and I then mourned about grandmother's losses mm -hmm. and stuff like this, which probably I had somehow stored within me. And um, I was crying and, you know, like processing this. And, well, after this, I didn't have this pain anymore. Mm -hmm. And it happened a few times where I realized that this tingling w would wander in my body to certain areas mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. do its work there. Yeah. And then af after this, like emotions would be released and I would... A lot of people, when emotions. they feel that tingling sensation, they start getting v quite frightened, yeah. right? They start feeling, something's wrong with my body now, something's yeah. going on with my body, I've got to stop this. The reality is that it's actually a heal healing process okay, that's occurring in your body, finding the locations that yeah. need to be healed. And the flow of the, the release of the fear enables this flow okay. to occur. It's only the fear that right. blocks the flow. The reality is when you let yourself feel all of your fear, the, the, these ting tingling sensations will actually sometimes overcome your entire body. And you'll yeah. be able to... They actually feel very cold sometimes too. So people often go into a very cold... Mm. They feel cold and so they want to put blankets on or whatever mm. or, or they want to stop the process again, generally. Yeah. My suggestion is don't stop the process. Mm. Just chuck a few blankets on <laughs> and, you know, and allow yourself yeah. to continue feeling the process because yeah. the process is a healing one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you very much. No yeah. What's, what's the time, guys? Uh, yeah. 7.30. When would you like to stop? Because 20 minutes, will be three hours. 20 minutes will be three hours. Should we stop in 20 minutes? Could we ask, have Eva's question first then and then we'll come across here. So, and then there's Fee, Dionysus and Nico. So f there was Fee, Dionysus and Nico. The time. Yeah, no, no worries. 20 minutes, yeah. So there's Fee and Dionysus as well, we'll go to, yeah. and Christina. Okay, so. Yeah, okay. Uh, my question is about connecting to God yep. and um, prayer being a longing from the soul. And uh, I just wanted to get some feedback since I just can't long for anything. It's kind of punished out of me. Not just punished out of you, Eva. Um, you have another emotion that's a part of this too, and that is that uh, you are afraid of being disappointed. Mm. So you're afraid to long because you're afraid of longing and then not having a, not having a response. 
Does that make sense? Yes, it so, does. So, in fact, this emotion of being disappointed is actually, or potentially being disappointed, is, uh, is sort of an emotion that, uh, that Mary's had quite a lot of. Um, still do really uh, a lot. Of yeah. feeling like if I long and then I don't ever receive what I long for, how bad is that going to feel in comparison with never longing? Does that make sense? And so then it's better to ha- not have a longing than it is to have a longing and have it unfulfilled. Un, uh, so it's sort of like unrequited love. You know, if you, if you desire the love of somebody and they never love you, how bad is that going to be? It's better to not desire their love. Yeah, and this is my longing for God's love. Mm-hmm. Mm. And kind of it's a bit stuck there. Yeah. yeah. For me, the feeling is a, a, like a feeling of deep... Um, grief about having had such an open heart and really longing for something and really desiring it and really feeling vulnerable and then having that love taken away and the feeling of rejection that I, that I can't bear the pain of that feeling and then that because I don't release that grief and disappointment or I'm in the process of, but you know when I resist that then I don't want to long again. I don't want to open my heart to really desiring because I'm so afraid of that feeling. Yeah. So I would suggest there's there's a feeling inside of you from your childhood where I really wanted something and and or someone or someone's love and it was it was taken away or it was never given and there's a huge feeling of loss inside of you and rejection and that prevents you now being vulnerable and longing to God or to your mate even. Yeah. It was given but taken away. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, and I even find it hard to connect now to it. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what was the event, Evie? I think you know the event. Yeah, I, well, what I remember is, um, well, my parents probably didn't want to have children, mm. but they still had three of us. Mm. <clears throat> and they wanted to do their thing be be out a lot so I always felt that they will uh, sooner or later they will just go away and not come back anymore mm. so my longing was f- kind of for them to come back and to just to uh, to lo- love me mm-hmm. and when I said punished um, it was that um, they <laughs> were so angry when they realized that I was actually needy or longing for them so I had to shut that down totally yeah yeah so yeah so, so if you can focus on those two uh, things, but is there a person in your life when you're in your childhood that you actually s- were close to? Were close to because it feels to me like there was there was a person, someone else than my mom and dad. Yeah, I have no idea. No memory of it. Yeah, I feel I feel you probably will find out that there is. But but if you focus on feeling those two particular feelings that we, we mentioned, firstly the fear of punishment, which is certainly going to turn off your desire, but secondly this feeling that you're never going to be loved anyway. So what's the point of longing? You're never going to be. They're, they're never they're never going to love you anyway. Like that's the feeling that you have. They. So so what's the point of beginning a longing that is always never going to be fulfilled? Yeah. What could the age be with the connection you were? Uh... For some reason, four. four okay, I'll, I'll a try child, to... A childhood friend or that, that your parents moved from or something like that. Um, um, 
Did your parents move? Yeah, we moved. When you were a child? Yes, yeah. several times. Yeah. Um, there's a, child, a childhood friend that you felt particularly close to, it feels to me, that was taken away from you during one of those moves. You never saw them again. And there's this terrible feeling of loss associated with that. Yeah. Doesn't ring a bell for you? No, not maybe, um, but I'll, I'll find it out. Yeah, just, yeah. just let yourself yeah. feel about that. The, the, the issue, though, is those two emotions. If you, can, if you can focus on the two emotions, just letting yourself start to feel those emotions. What will happen is when you feel the emotion, there will be grief associated with the emotion. And once you feel the grief, then the longing will reappear. At the moment, there's more of an anger about those emotions. That's what I was going to say. Um, you're, you're not a very angry person, right? But there is this feeling in you of what's the point of doing this only to be disappointed? Yes. What's the point? There's no point. Like, and that's what I mean by the anger of it. Sort of the, yeah. If you can connect with the anger of that, that will help you get to the, the sadness of it. Does that make like, sense? And like the feeling for me has been very angry as well. Like, well, I'm just going to love again and it's just going to be taken away again. And it's just, you know, it's... It, it's always going to be pain. I'm going to release this pain, then I'm going to long, and then I'm going to have more pain. And a lot of, and that's a similar feeling I feel in yourself. Like, I don't, you know, this is not a fair thing. You feel yeah. you have a longing, but it, it still won't get answered. Mm. It still is not going to get fulfilled. And so then you'll just feel the pain of having a longing unfulfilled. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. But I, I would start with the angry feeling, Eva, if you. Because that's yeah, what yeah. you can yes. connect to. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Just that really, what's, there's no point to this. Yeah. yeah. That feeling. If you start there, you'll get to the grief of it. Yeah. Thank you. No worries. Um, see? It's all right. Um, I, I had a feeling when Anton was channeling the spirits, mm -hmm. um, I didn't think it was the question but I think it is actually something that was from them it was a feeling um, of real confusion when you were talking about smoothing out the spirit body mm -hmm. and then I felt it was my question but I think there's I think it's mixed anyway but um, there was quite a lot of fear came up because I in my head from what I've learned that you can see emotions coming out of spirit bodies in the spirit world only when the spirit allows those emotions to be seen. You see, it's like you, once you get to a certain point of your development in the spirit world, in, on the natural love path, you're so used to smoothing everything out and keeping your chakras open through, through technique, in other words, through a practice, that, that, that what happens is it's very hard for anybody to see the soul that's underneath that emotion. And this is why they're confused with me, because I can still feel... Their, the soul feelings under the emotion, even when they've smoothed out all of their spirit body and the average person in the spirit world can't see that they have those emotions. Does that make sense? And that's why they're confused. Okay. Yeah. So there's this real fear of trust yep. that I think someone's feeling here. Yeah. And, um, and, and also sort of, part of the question that I feel that they want to know is like... Um, if there's all these different emotions within people, like some people can be within this higher sphere but still have an element of anger or something within them, but they live in a nice place or, you know, they seem to have an okay. At what point does their law of attraction take them to a, a worse place? I think it's a fear of um, location change. 
Yes. And people um, not wanting to go to another location to experience an emotion? Yes. A lot of them do have that terrible fear that they're going to have to leave their pretty place where they now are and go to a darker place because everybody who's angry is in that place. The reality is, is a bit different to that. The reality is they need to, they'll probably need to go to the third dimension, to the third sphere, because they need to learn the process of feeling their emotions more fully and feeling their soul, in other words. They need to open to their soul. But, but they can always go back to the sixth dimension because they have the practice of being able to manipulate their emotional form and they have already got, they've already learnt a lot about love and practiced it for many years, many times thousands of years. So they can always go back to that dimension. They're just never going to be able to go higher than that dimension without learning the new practices, if you like, or learning or understanding the new parts, which is to do with the soul. And so many of them get a deep level of fear associated with the potentiality of having to go back to the third sphere, to the third dimension. And my suggestion to them is don't worry about that because they can always go back to the sixth or the third or the fourth or the fifth, wherever they've come from, um, you know, because they know how to get there already. They've already been through that process. They're not going to unlearn that. They're just going to learn a new, some new things that will help them progress beyond the sixth dimension and into the celestial spheres or the, the celestial kingdom. So, So... They don't need to worry so much about the loss of their condition. What they're worried about is if they do have the anger and they can feel the anger in them sometimes that they do have, they then worry that they'll go back to that same place. But, But if they reflect upon it a bit, they'll see that the people who are in the first dimension, in the hells of the first dimension, who are in large amounts of rage, have actually learnt to live in their rage. Whereas the people in the you know, third, fourth, fifth or sixth dimension are no longer living in their rage. They now recognise rage as an emotion within them, but they're not being controlled by that emotion. They're not doing unloving things as a result of that emotion. Does that make sense? So they're never going to revert back to the same condition they were before because they have learnt that it's not a loving thing to, to dump that emotion on another person. But if you have anger within you and you're not expressing it, aren't you projecting it? You are, but it's not a conscious choice that they're making to, to project it. See, in the first dimension, the people that are in the hells of the first dimension are making a conscious choice to live in their rage. Do you, do you understand the difference? There's a big difference between living in your rage and knowing you have rage that you need to release, that you're not dumping on other people. Now, the people that we're speaking to... They are not dumping their rage on other people. They are not living in their rage. The people in the first dimension that they observe are definitely living in their rage and dumping their rage on other people. And in fact, not only dumping their rage, but they're actually damaging other people through lots of very harmful actions because of their rage. Now, these people we're speaking with are not doing that. They've stopped doing that many, some of them, many thousands of years ago. So so there's no danger of them reverting back to that condition because they realise that that would be a, you know, an unloving thing to do. So they, but, but, but the acknowledgement that there is rage within is an important acknowledgement that if they go back to the third dimension, they'll be able to feel that rage more readily and be able to connect to it and release it without dumping it on other people. It's only the choice to dump it on other people, to manipulate and control other people, that will cause the degradation of the soul. 
And it is true that a sixth sphere spirit can degrade in their condition and then only get to the fifth sphere and the fourth sphere and so forth. And in fact, there are many spirits around myself and Mary at the moment who are doing that, who are degrading in their condition uh, because of the choices, the unloving choices that they're making to damage another person's life. These spirits, I don't feel, are making that choice. They're just afraid that if they feel their rage, that it means they're going to have to go back to the, fourth, the first dimension and live in amongst all the people who are rageful, and that's not the case. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I've got a question from um, a group of women who were here uh, last time. Um, lonely women. They were unmarried in their lives mm-hmm. in, in a... In Earth, on Earth, and um, they're alone on, in the spirit world. Yep. And actually, it was very challenging for me to not to acknowledge that they uh, ignore, ignore, and uh, no, uh, they ignore feeling. It was not mine. Yep. Um, why were they alone in their life here, and they are alone in the spirit world? And how can they make male friends? Um, the reason why they were alone on earth was very much to do with how they were brought up on earth. By, so it's very much to do with emotions that they had with their mother and father. So would they like to express what kind of life they had when they were on earth? What, what, what were they like when they were on earth and what kind of life did they have? Uh, controlling and oppressive. Parents. Both parents or just males? Um, mother, mother parents were not like that... Uh Oppressive. Yeah, but fathers were very yeah. oppressive. Yeah. yeah. Now, when we have an emotion in us of our father being very oppressive and we're a woman, we are automatically going to be very afraid that every man is going to be very oppressive. So, so what that attracts, unfortunately, is that we automatically are afraid of entering any relationship with a male as a result. So, so while they were on earth, the reason why they did not have relationships with males is because their fathers were very oppressive and they never relief, released the grief of how oppressive their fathers were. And as a result, they were very afraid of ever connecting with a, another male. And, uh, and also their fathers, because of their fathers having an emotional investment in their daughters their fathers actually didn't want them to have a connection with another male. In fact, their fathers almost had a sexual connection with them. Most of them were maidens. Yeah. Yeah. Their fathers almost had this sexual connection with their daughters, saying, you stay pure, you stay holy, you you, you can't connect with any other men, otherwise I'm going to disapprove of you. Right? So there was this strong oppression coming from their fathers towards them ever connecting with a male as well. And because of those two primary emotions coming from their fathers, these women could never connect to a male while they're on earth. And unfortunately, when they arrive in the spirit world, the same soul attraction... The same soul. When they arrived in the spirit world, the same soul attraction occurred. So what, what that means is... Whatever we don't release while we're on earth carries over into the spirit world with us. Even though we've passed, there's no change other than our our soul condition doesn't change. And so what that means is there's an emotion coming out of them of a lot of fear, a lot of fear with men still coming out of them. And that is directed at all the males that could be around them. So any male that comes up to them feels like, oh, there's a lot of fear in this woman. And if a male loves a woman or cares for a woman, if the woman goes into fear, the male will go, well, oh, 
she's afraid because I'm here, so I'll just go away. Right? I and think they don't have, they haven't even seen the male uh, spirit in the No, spirit. they won't. Because the because the males can't get near them without them feeling a high level of fear. And so what I'm suggesting to them is they're going to have to feel their fear about their dominating father, but also feel their fear about how their father would disapprove of any other relationship. Does that make sense? They need to feel their fear about how their father would disapprove of any other relationship. And that's all right. If, if Nico just turns up that one. Eagle. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. They need to challenge the feeling inside of themselves that what their father feels is the truth. Yeah, at the moment they believe that what their father feels is the truth and they also believe they're heavily connected with their fathers in the sense that they still believe what their fathers said to them is true about men. Like their father said to them many things about men, you know, like men are terrible, men are going to sexually abuse you, men are going to rape you, men are going to harm you. You know, you've got to live with me because all other men are, are unsafe. They believe all of these things that their father taught them about men. And as a result of that, they, they're going to repel men in the spirit world. No men are going to be attracted. They, can, they, can not, they don't have to trust what I'm saying. All they need to do is just experiment. If they just allow themselves to just feel one of their fears about men and then see what happens whether men are attracted to them or not. Just to see what happens if they just allow themselves to feel one of their fears. They'll find that there'll be men who all of a sudden appear to talk with them once they feel one of these fears. Most of them want the, to connect their dad, their uh, father. Yes, and what my suggestion to them is their relationship with their father is a very strong codependent addiction and very damaging to them. And in fact, their fathers are in very poor condition in the spirit world. Um, and much lower place in the spirit world than they are and my suggestion to them is not to attempt to connect to their fathers but rather start to see the truth about how their fathers treated them their fathers treated them very badly and they do not accept that they feel their fathers treated them perfectly and they still want their dads they still want their father now and what I'm suggesting to them it, it is their father and their father's treatment and belief systems that their fathers taught them that is causing them to not be attracted to other males or to have other males not even want to come and see them. My suggestion for them is I, we can ask a group of spirits who have dealt with these emotions to come with them and help them if they would like to do that. Yeah, they would like to do that. Yeah, so well, let's, let's just ask some of our spirit uh, friends from the celestial spheres who have dealt with this emotion to come. So they can now see some bright some brighter spirits around them there is one bright one. yep uh, a woman there's a woman spirit with, with yeah. them yep and she she can help them work through the emotion she, but but they're going to be very confronted and one of the reasons why they're going to be very confronted is because they feel that their daddy's belief is correct they believe that daddy loved them and i'm i'm proposing to them that actually no daddy didn't love them daddy had a codependent addiction with them they are surrounding uh, this spirit yeah they'll they'll be able to talk with her now and talk with about what what i've raised with them but it's very important for them to understand that that unless they see the truth about their dad and what their dad has taught them it's going to be very very difficult for them to change it's going to be very difficult for them to enter any other relationship 
I cannot stay in more tune. No, that's okay. Let okay. them. We'll let them talk to our spirit friends, and they'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Christina. Um, when processing fear, um, I'm not certain when I'm out of body. Like the indications, I have. I thought I was out of body when I was feeling this tingling thing, but no. No. If you're feeling, if you're feeling the sensations of your body then you're certainly not out of your body. Okay. <laughs> it's only when you're not feeling the sensations of your body okay. that you're out of body. But when I'm very dizzy, uh, I thought that's another... No. No. Okay. No. If you, again, if you're feeling the sensations of your body, then you're in your body. The issue you face is when you have times of space out, you know, where you have times where you go away, where you don't really know what was going on, where you're not certain of what was happening where you can't remember what was happening, where you didn't connect to people and you thought, oh, that was strange. Those times are the times you were out of body. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, then there's a good sign. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. I know it's the time, you know, to end. Yeah. But I, it just came to me and that's the reason that I'm studying because when, uh, while you told me the truth about I wanted to leave. Yes. And I felt uh, something drowning me. Yes. And I started breathing to stay inside. But suddenly I realized it's easier just to walk. Yes. Just to stand because you feel the pressure and uh, you know if you are in your body or not. Well, the issue that you face, Nico, though, is that you are so used to running away from any confronting situation. Yeah. It's, a, it's, almost, like a, uh, it's almost like your first course of action is mm. to run away from the confronting situation. Yeah. And so every time that you get confronted emotionally, you instantly want to run. And, and that is a fear, and the key is to feel that to feel fear that. rather than act upon it. Hmm. At the moment, what you do is you're very tempted to act upon it. So you, you generally always run. And, uh, and what I'm suggesting you is stop running, come back, <laughs> stay in the situation, and, let, and just feel your fear instead. Yeah. 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 The out-of-body question, Christina, you, you understand... Yes. When yes. you feel the sense physical sensations of your body, you're not out of body. Okay. When you are no longer feeling the physical sensations of your body and you no longer know whether you're hungry, sad, happy or any other thing else, you're, you're, you're in um, your desire to do things, to be distracted and all those kind of things, that's highly likelihood now you're out of your body. The other thing that can happen sometimes when you're processing fear is when you don't allow the surrender to it, um, you can you can sort of come out of body, and your body can still be acting like you're you're um, experiencing fear, but you don't feel like you're, not, right. feeling you're not feeling in the guts of the emotion. You know, you're like, oh, I think this is fear. I'm doing the right thing, but actually, that's the most likely thing that's happened now is the spirit is experiencing their fear in your body and you're like kind of going, I should be doing fear, so this is good, but, you know, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. it's terrifying to, like, you'll be feeling the feeling of fear while your body is expressing the emotion. Okay. Yeah. 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 And that's the same with every emotion. The two emotions in particular that women generally go out of body with are terror or fear and shame. They're the two emotions that most women have a lot of difficulty feeling. And so they have a tendency to want to go out of their body rather than feel those particular two emotions. With men, the time when they want to go generally out of their body is when they uh, have a feeling of avoiding their, um, 
sadness. You know, the, it's like so when when a lot of men try to run away rather they than do avoid the sadness, get busy to avoid sadness. Yep. Do physical work to avoid yep. sadness when they're actually not really. Then yeah, in I've seen people uh, put their hand in moving machinery and have parts of it cut off, right? Uh, because of being out of their body, men who are working. You know, like I, one man, I, I, one man. He every single lunch he had a terrible sadness in him. Every single lunchtime he used to smoke marijuana at work, but he was a metal worker. And I saw him actually put a metal sheet in the guillotine, which was actually a foot-operated guillotine, and he actually operated the foot and cut off his fingers in the process. Uh, he was so out of his body, he wasn't aware of where his fingers were, in terms of. What he was doing, and you see this happening a lot with men when they're working. You know where they have accidents. A lot of men have uh, accidents when they're working because they're out of body while they're working. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's also burping a lot, <laughs> and when I'm in fear, it's like fear. Yeah, fear yeah. will always cause physical responses, and uh, that's not out of body. That's now feeling the yes, physical but response. I mean, do that's I process something there or? Is it just being uh, not in necessarily. Fear? It's being in the fear. Mm. Um, yes. Um, usually, when you're processing the fear, you will start to feel the full body th- effects of the fear. But even then, if you notice you're burping and uh, you go, "Okay, I'm just afraid here. What am I afraid?" You know, you just allow yourself to even acknowledge that you're afraid. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, what we do with fear, in particular, is we don't want to even acknowledge that we're afraid. And as a result of that, our body does all these different things, but we're still not acknowledging that we're afraid. You know? Uh, if it's far better to acknowledge the fear than than um, than disown it, because if you acknowledge it, you have a chance then to connect to it. Mm-hmm. If you disown it, then there's no connection. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, well, let's finish now. I think. Hey, we've uh, we've gone long enough now. Um, and uh, what we we'll do is we we'll get together uh, on Saturday. If you want to come to the school over uh, where we were last Saturday, um, that'll be from one thirty. And we probably make the subject, I think, this subject about um, about emotional emotional uh, injuries involving sex and love, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. No worries. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>